What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, hey, guys, hope you're doing well today. Cloud with you here back on the New Vision Podcast. It's Monday if you're listening to this, and I hope if you listen to last week's episodes where we paused in our study of First and Second Samuel to talk about leadership as a springboard as it relates to Saul versus David, that comparison. I hope that was helpful for you and beneficial. So today, thank you for being patient. Hopefully that helped you, but we're getting back into it with our, uh, our study through First and Second Samuel. So where we are in the text, I'm going to do today, instead of kind of the normal format of reading uh, one small chunk of scripture and give us, giving us a practical takeaway, what I'm going to do is since we took last week off, kind of give an overview, a, a really big, broad brushstrokes, a 10,000 foot view, whatever you want to say, of what's happening. So right, here's, here's a, a review slash where we are in the text and that will kind of catch us up where we are. We're going to eventually uh, catch up to, to the sermons on Sundays because we've got, you know, Monday through Friday, five days a week to, to talk through these narratives. And so anyways, we're going to get and catch back up to the sermon series. But here's kind of where we are, where we've been, and where we're going in the book of First and Second Samuel. So today, I'm kind of just giving a really broad overview to get us our, get us warm back up to, to the book itself. So I'm going through chapters 20 all the way through 27. So that's seven chapters. Like I said, I'm not going to read the text. It's just going to be kind of an overview just to kind of get our heads back into it. So uh, chapter 20, if you heard the sermon yesterday, right, we were, we've already hit 2 Samuel. So we, we know fast forward that David's eventually going to become king, but you know, in chapter 20, in 1 Samuel, you know, things aren't looking that great. And this is kind of this time period where David is just on the run. And it's just, it's really kind of a mess. And so in chapter 20, we see, you know, Saul tried to kill David multiple times. And Saul's son, Jonathan, who is trying to help out and trying to convince his father, Saul, man, don't kill David. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. He, You know, Jonathan's the good guy, right? Even though he would be on the throne and and if anybody would be a threat to his kind of way of life and his uh, succeeding the throne after Saul dies it, it would be David like David in the world's eyes is a threat to Jonathan but Jonathan sees him for who he is and he brings him in and he loves him and he sees that his father's kind of going crazy he's going nuts and he makes a covenant with David and David makes a covenant with Jonathan and yesterday in the sermon if you listen to that and listening to this the day that comes out you see just how important that covenant is that David and Jonathan make with each other when fast forward to 2nd Samuel when David is finally king and we see the son of Jonathan Mephibosheth uh, be given a great kindness out of honor for this covenant that Jonathan and David are making now here in 1 Samuel chapter 20. So that's a big deal. But the narrative is continues on. Like David, despite Jonathan trying to help him out, he's got to run. And so in 21, we see kind of this, he's running, he's in the hills. And, uh, you know, I wrote this down that as kind of the big, big picture for chapter 21, really chapters 19 through 23. But I wrote, 
David flees instead of retaliating. We'd expect, you know, if someone's trying to kill you, well, you just try to kill him right back, right? <laughs> David doesn't do that. He's taken what we call the high ground, right? He's taken the high ground. He's not going to act out in vengeance. He's just, he has to flee. So he's fleeing instead of retaliating. That's really countercultural in this time period. But he's not perfect. So David, David's a good guy. You see him as the, the protagonist in this story. But he's not perfect, and he makes his own mistakes. So also in chapter 21, we, we see this kind of a dark picture. You know, David, he comes to the priests at, at the town of Nob, and he basically lies to them. Uh, he eats the bread, but he lies and says he's on a mission from Saul. And it, it, it's, he's not perfect. And, and actually, uh, David coming to those priests at Nob ends up getting them all killed. Now, that's Saul's fault. Uh, but David, he he deceived those priests at Nob. So he's not a perfect dude, um, you know. And he kind of he's he's reacting in fear, right? He's he's acting out in fear, and he's got a lot to learn if he's going to be a good king for Israel, the man after God's own heart, the the kind of king that God wants. Uh, but he's not perfect. So like like we said, we he lies to those priests, and then he ends up he goes to Goliath. You remember the soldier Goliath that David had killed. He goes to Goliath's hometown, takes Goliath's sword, and you know this is kind of crazy, right? David goes to the home city of this get this big giant that he's killed, and you know it's just drama, right? And so the, eventually he has to flee there, and then he has to go out into the wilderness. And from then on, from chapters twenty-one and on, David is just in this valley, like Pastor Brady said a couple weeks ago. This time period of he's he's in the in the valley in the ditch, in the hole, in the pit, and he's learning a hardcore training course in trust. He's, he's in a training course in trust. Is he going to trust God for, for providing, or is he going to take matters into his own hands? And so we see him. He's starting to act like a king. Fast forward to chapter 22. David, he's identifying with other people rather than having a pity party. You see him in chapter 22, uh, it says, uh, everyone, so David, he, he departs from where he was at and he escapes to this cave, the cave of Adalam. I think I'm saying that right, but, but people start crowding to him. So uh, verse 2 in chapter 22 says, everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was bitter in soul gathered to David. And he became a commander over them. And there were with him about 400 men. And so all the people who are down and out are starting to, to come to David. Now, when you see people like, when you see stuff like that, that tells you the kind of character that David is starting to develop. So, yeah, he's down and out, but he's not having a pity party. And instead of, you know, feeling bad for himself, he's being a man of the people. They're, they're obviously attracted to him, right? And so they want to be around him, and, and we see this comfort. And at the end of chapter 22, one of the priests of Nob, who had survived, uh, came, and David kind of realizes, and he's like, come here. You're safe with me. I know how it feels like Saul's trying to kill me too because Saul ends up killing all those guys. And, and so we see David. He's a life giver, uh, and he's starting to see, like, he's starting to care for people and care for people well. Uh, so he's starting to learn. And then chapter 23, he starts acting even more like a king because he goes, uh, right, he's still he's still running from Saul, right? Saul's still trying to kill him any chance he gets. 
but David hears word of the Philistines that are going to to destroy this town of Keilah, Keilah, I think I'm saying that right. And so David goes to the rescue. Now, David isn't king. Saul's king. But there's no mention at all in chapter 23 of Saul going to rescue his, his own people. Or David's going. And so this is kind of amazing. David's going to rescue his own countrymen at Keilah, uh, you know, his fellow tribe of Judah, while at the same time he's running from Saul. So he's like trying to fight off the Philistines but also not be caught by Saul. It's just kind of crazy. You see him start... He doesn't have the title yet, uh, and Saul's trying to kill him, but he's really starting to see this 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 quality of his character as he's becoming, uh, in his character, king. So then chapter 24, y'all heard two weeks ago, we had a whole sermon on this, where David's in the cave and, and Saul goes in to, you know, relieve himself, and David spares his life. And we saw that, you know, it seemed like a God thing, uh, but it wasn't. It was an opportunity uh, for David to continue to trust God. He had an opportunity to kill Saul, but he's trusting in God's sovereignty that he's not going to murder Saul. He he knows, like, you know, Saul, you're not king anymore, man. Like, I'm going to be king, but, you, you know, he's convicting him and, and being gracious, and, and he spares Saul's life. He cuts off his robe, which is a symbol of, like, look, the, the kingdom is not yours. You are sinning against me, but I am gracious. I have, you know long patience, that kind of a thing. And so we see that picture in chapter 24. Uh, then we go to chapter 25. Kind of a lot happens there. We see Samuel the prophet. He he dies in that first verse. And then David, he gets in a conflict with this guy named Nabal, Nabal, however you want to say that. And, you know, he has an opportunity. Now, now Nabal, Nabal, isn't, uh, he's not anointed. And David has an opportunity to kill him, but he doesn't. So we see more of a picture of David trusting in God rather than, you know, trying to seek his own ends to things. And that's that's where he meets Abigail, which will end up being his wife. Then we go fast forward to chapter 26, and it's kind of paralleled to chapter 24 because David spares Saul again, constantly. Even though he spared Saul the first time, Saul let him go, and he's like, he gives him good Good words. Oh, you're, you know, thank you so much. I won't. I won't hurt you. Well, he does it again, right? And, and Saul's continually trying to kill David, uh, and so they're, they're the, the camp is camped out, and it's at nighttime. David and some of his men sneak into the camp, and they have an opportunity. Saul's asleep. You know, he's a, he's asleep with his boots off, and David has an opportunity to kill Saul again. And and I think many of us, if we're reading this story, we're kind of like just kill him, like kill him, uh, you know, cause you know, that's, that'd be the expedient thing to do. And here we go for the second time, David spares Saul. And I'll read this real quick. So verse 21, he, he decides to spare him. He takes this spear and the water jug to prove that, you know, Hey, I could have killed you, man. Like, please stop trying to do like, you need to stop. And then Saul, he's caught out in that. And Saul said to David, I have sinned Return, my son David, for I will no more do you harm, because my life was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have acted foolishly and have made a great mistake. Saul's basically like, Oh no, you oh, I have sinned. Don't don't I won't hurt you anymore. And uh you know, he lets him go again. And then the very first verse in chapter twenty seven, uh, it says, quote, Then David said in his heart, now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. 
There is nothing better for me than I should escape to the land of the Philistines. And so, man, this is just this up and down, up and down. Like, we think it's going to go one way, it goes another. David really shows the quality of his character. And then he kind of makes mistakes. And he does something really great here in chapter 26 where he spares Saul. And then Saul's like, oh, I've sinned. Oh, you're going to do great things as king. And then David's like, yeah. He doesn't mean that he's going to kill me. And so what does he do in chapter 27? He does something else kind of questionable. He turns inward and his faith kind of falters. And he actually heads out to Philistine territory. He goes to Philista, which is like the greatest enemy of Israel at that time. So David's like, I don't know what to do here. I I spared Saul. I know he's lying to me. He's going to try to kill me. I'll just go be a mercenary for Israel's greatest enemy. And so it, it, it's just a mess. It's, it's not a clean story. It's ups and downs. And so during his 16 months there in chapter 27 in, in the camp of Philista, you know, he's kind of doing some dubious things. He's lying to his, his king, the guy he goes to work for, Achish. And, you know, he ends up massacring as a mercenary these other villages in the Negev. They weren't Israelites, but he's kind of, he's he's like a mercenary for hire, basically. And then we'll we'll see how that story turns out. And so we've done it. That's the big, you know, ten thousand foot view of chapters twenty through twenty seven. The ultimate point is like David is learning to become king, and he's not perfect. But guess who that points us to? Right? That points us to the true king, King Jesus. We've said that multiple times on these podcasts that Saul's not the guy. David's a little better. The difference between Saul and David was repentance. And, you know, last week we saw all sorts of qualities which commend David. And yet he does something crazy like this. And, you know, you know, the rest of the story, it's going to he's going to have his own really big pitfalls when we finally get to the book of Second Samuel. And so all that to say, this points to Jesus because Saul's not it. David's not it. We need a perfect king who not only loves his people well, but became sin for them on the cross and dies for his people. Uh, That is the king that we should want. Hope this was encouraging to you guys that you would maybe go back and read some of the, the specific parts of those chapters for yourself. Stay tuned. Tomorrow, the next episode, Nick's going to be back with us. A little bit more of the uh, familiar format we're used to, where he's going to dig into chapter 28, read that whole thing for us, and kind of be back to normal. So thank you guys for being with us. Thank you for being with us last week. I hope you're getting something out of this, and you all have a great day, and we'll see you on that next episode. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.